Welcome to the IoT Security Chats podcast, where we bring you the latest information in cyber and IoT security. From asset and vulnerability management to incident response, hear the experts talk about the latest threats affecting connected devices and how to keep your organization safe. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Jeremy Linden, and I'm Senior Director of Product Management here at Assembly, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. Uh, We have a a special podcast today. Episode four brings our own CEO and founder, Shankar Somasundram, to talk about cybersecurity awareness and encouraging health systems to focus on the key areas of IOMT risk management. Shankar is the CEO and founder of Assimily. We are a healthcare-focused company driving IOMT risk management with health systems of different kinds all around the country. And prior to Assimily, Shankar ran the connected devices business at Symantec's healthcare division and produced innovative solutions for small businesses and Fortune 500 companies. Shankar has spearheaded numerous medical device cybersecurity initiatives in the last decade and has contributed to regulatory frameworks and guidelines, including the NIST Cybersecurity Framework, the FDA pre-market and post-market guidances, and the AMI Cybersecurity Practice Guide for HTM professionals. Welcome, Shankar. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Glad to be here. So every year in October, the National Cybersecurity Alliance focuses on specific areas to promote and create awareness on cybersecurity. And this year, we have four themes to be cyber smart, fight the fish, explore, experience and share awareness, and finally, making cybersecurity a priority. Now, with these themes in mind, let's explore some key insights from Shankar. First, uh, you know, as we know, our, our focus is on healthcare devices and ensuring that they're cyber healthy. Uh, we, come from, we come across you know, many devices and systems that have, you know, unfortunately, the potential to really be a goldmine for threat actors. Can you share some security practices for these healthcare devices that can keep the patient business and data safe without compromising clinical efficacy? Yeah, so I would say, uh, you know, the first thing to understand is cybersecurity is not some point in time that you practice today and you just stop practicing it tomorrow. It's actually something that you practice through the life of the device. And what that means is you've got to think about cybersecurity from the time you think of buying a device to the time you actually let it out of your environment and decommission it and, and you sell it out. So that means is you've got to think of cybersecurity at procurement as the first step. That is the right way to do it. And how you do it, there are a number of ways uh, to solve that problem. But the idea being that at procurement, you've got to look at what is the cybersecurity risk posture of the device? What kind of configuration hardening can I actually implement for the device? What kind of mitigating control should I apply? What kind of firewall policy should I, should I set? in my network so that the device is not going to um, you know, call out to some external environment and infect uh, my environment. So irrespective of you know, how you do it again, I think the key aspect here is doing it at procurement is the first right step. And that is an important practice to follow because it also actually helps you for meet some of the regulations in the industry. Uh, there are guidelines from Joint Commission and OCR that actually require you to do some of this as well. So not only is it a regulatory compliance, but it's also an important and healthy practice to follow to start with risk assessment at procurement. That's the first step when you actually look at cybersecurity for these devices. The second step is really once you have the device in your environment, then and you connect it, 
then you got to assess the risk of the device on a periodic basis you got to assess it assess it from a vulnerability basis you got to assess it from anomaly detection if there's any untoward event happening you got to track the activity on the network uh, you got to see where it is moving around your network you got to understand all the parameters there's a ton of aspects here but the idea is when you have connected the device on the network you really have to make sure you're tracking it you're uh, you're managing the risk and not just once every 6 months we have seen certain um, you know environments and certain health systems to say i'll do a yearly risk assessment and then i will come back in the next year and i'll do another risk assessment cybersecurity is not a snapshot in time while the risk assessment is good to do you got to continue to with, with that uh, with the efforts through the year and you got to continue to do it on a real time basis so that's the other second part which when once it's connected you got to look at cyber security on a continuous basis and then the third part is when you decommission the device a lot of people saying decommission i'm done with it you know there's no cyber risk anymore the reality is there's still a lot of cyber risk there because it's protected health information in many of these devices and you got to be careful in how you decommission it how you're cleaning out the device what is your decommissioning process you might leave patient hanging and waiting for it because you decommissioned the device that was critical to your operation so you got to take into account all the factors the phi the business operations all of it before you decide to release uh, a, a device completely out of your environment so in in essence like cyber security goes across the entire life cycle and it's a very important practice to think of cyber security at every stage not to think of it as an isolation as in some other team is going to manage it and you they just come in once a while and look at it it has to be ingrained in the overall processes it has to be ingrained in your overall um you know methodology and that can be done through technology and processes it can be done through external services through internal resources however you want to do but it has to go across end to end uh, to achieve the objective absolutely and you know that's something that we focus on here at assembly where you know we try to take a holistic approach all the way from procurement through you know management all the way to decommissioning Um next I want to talk a little bit about phishing. Um phishing attacks and financial schemes uh scams have really increased uh, exponentially since the pandemic. And this year we're actually looking at more than 80% of reported security incidents being able to be traced back to phishing attacks. We have a lot of campaigns about how you know trying to emphasize email security, secure secure text messaging, reporting suspicious emails. uh but you know something doesn't really seem to be connecting or at least i think there's something there's some, you know some stuff we can do that's better how, how do you think we can do better on this whether it's you know healthcare devices running some kind of applications or or whether the incident comes from social media use on on workstations that are being used alongside these healthcare devices you know what do you think are are some real tips that some of our audience would would help be able to appreciate Yeah I I think this is an important piece and I think phishing has become a a way for ransomware to infect the devices and the environment as well it's a common attack vector to get uh, you know different kinds of malware that effectively then trigger ransomware so it is a very important piece um, that is required in the environment so I would say there are a few things that the health system can do the first of course goes without saying is training top of uh, top of the mind right i mean you don't want to have somebody you know just give out uh, passwords and give out uh, you know usernames when somebody calls them and says hey there's an emergency give me all the username passwords there in the department <laughs> that just doesn't work irrespective of how great your technologies are you do something like that you've compromised yourself day and there you don't want somebody to say 
oh you know what somebody just called me they really needed our credit card and they needed my assistance so i just gave it all out because it was such an urgent call i mean you need to have some level of security awareness and training uh you know not to click on certain links which says uh, click here you know there is a 50 dollar discount on your next uh, dinner i mean you don't want to be doing things like that which effectively then opens up irrespective of how great the technology is it will open up a can of worms in your organization so i would say the first thing is training and there's a lot of training modules out there that can actually solve this problem you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you go look at cyber hygiene training online there's a ton of modules out there from a ton of companies that will effectively guide you and we ourselves at assembly when we are with a customer we always remind them that on top of technology they have to follow certain processes and we guide them on some of this as well so that's step one i think the second step which is very important is obviously inventory inventing everything because what we have noticed is that a lot of customers they have certain rules and processes for certain devices in terms of what you can browse and emails you can check but then they forget about the other devices in the environment those could be shadow it those could be a medical device that they didn't know it was actually connected a medical workstation they think treat it like an it workstation they start checking email on that so you really need to have the context for the device because some of it is highly contextual and so having that inventory and classifying every device understanding the data on the device all of this is very important when you actually look at the phishing problem because without that you really don't have any context in the environment and without the context uh, i mean it's really hard to solve the problem and then the third piece is obviously continuously monitoring there are some devices and hardening it there are some devices which don't need certain accesses you don't need maybe to be checking your email on that medical workstation i mean that should not be happening however urgent it is you have to pick a different workstation to check it you shouldn't be going and buy shopping on an ultrasound connected workstation i mean you cannot be doing certain things on certain devices it ties back to the context but it also ties back to you know what you are allowed to do and what you are not allowed to do and uh, you know tracking that and monitoring that in real time um so that you effectively make sure that certain applications and certain you know websites are not allowed from certain devices uh, and once you have the context of the device and people are trained and you are continuously monitoring uh, this uh, this is very much achievable so it's a combination of training education as well as technology um and processes to ensure this has to happen but i think collectively if you take all of these actions it'll go a long way in ensuring that um, you know you really bring down the risk in your environment great so so last you know i wanted to to take to to sort of talk about you a little bit this month is is really all about exploring cybersecurity and creating awareness promoting the careers that are available in cybersecurity and you know really ensuring that it remains a a dynamic and exciting field to to be in and to to have a you know to, to participate in and to work in and you have an interesting background where it's pretty diverse you come from a electrical engineering background you've also had roles in finance and strategy as well uh what do you think are some of the top skills that enabled you to be successful in cybersecurity that our friends in the HDO space can can work on developing Yeah I would say there are three things I mean um, that you need to really get to uh, you need to do to effectively become a lot deeper in cybersecurity and these are things that still practice today so um, you know these have definitely helped me I would say it's, it's broadly true across any industry but I think in cybersecurity it's more so important than other industries because of the way cybersecurity is evolving and say the first one is really you know reading and absorbing information i mean you got to read and absorb a ton of information 
if you got to learn cybersecurity. Um, and you know, there is so much happening in cybersecurity all the time. But the interesting part is I have been looking at the cybersecurity space now, I would say for 12, 13 years. Um, and what I have noticed is there is that even though new attacks come in, the concepts in cybersecurity are broadly the same that keep revolving. And there are only evolution and small evolution in concepts. But you've got to understand a lot and you've got to just absorb everything like a sponge. A lot of people uh, are worried to do that, are afraid to do that because they think either that's too much, they won't understand, or they think, you know, why should I even understand that because it's not part of my job. But I think knowing to know cybersecurity, you've got to understand everything. And a simple example is, you know, at Symantec, we had so much resources that I pretty much like went and read every possible white paper that was written by any division at Symantec. And for a year, I pretty much read and covered everything. It didn't matter which division it was. It didn't matter who wrote it. I used to read it. Um, and if you are in the HDO space, you have a ton of resources. You have resources, documents that are in your organization. You have a ton of vendors that are servicing you. Go ask your vendors to provide you information. I guarantee you every vendor will give you a ton of good information to read, which will really make you knowledgeable uh, and uh, you know, it'll give you a ton of uh, information that you need. So that's the first step, really to learn, learn, learn. I mean, absorb, read. Ask your vendors, uh, read the white papers that are around you, read the frameworks, and you'll get a ton of information uh, that you'll need to understand cybersecurity. The second piece is really creating a peer group uh, that you can actually ask questions on. Uh, uh, you know, so this is something that has helped me always. I mean, for example, at Semantic, I had a, I had pretty much uh, you know architects, uh, you know leaders, innovators from every business group, and there were like quite a few business groups, but they every little product, actually not business, just business group, every product that I had formed an association with. So I could call on anyone and everyone and ask them detailed questions on why it worked the way, what it did. And if you are in the HTO space, there are a ton of people in HTO who are learning at the same time, right? There are people in other HTOs who are also going through the same learning journey as you. Uh, if you go to one conference in the year, you'll find a ton of people who also want to network with other people in HTOs who want to learn from them. Um, again, you know, you can always attend a webinar, you'll find people in that. So even if you don't have resources, you can find people. You can attend a ACC webinar, you know, a MD Expo webinar. Those are like, you know, you don't, they don't cost anything to attend some of them. And you can attend, you can see who's attended, you can get the attendee list, write to them. So you can form a peer group. And then you form a peer group, you can ask a ton of questions to your peer group uh, to understand, you know, how, how they are thinking. And sometimes when you have people in the same boat as you who are learning as well, it actually enables you to learn faster. So that's the second thing I think you need to do, form a peer group and learn with them. And there's a lot of people in HTO learning this right now. So I think that's a great place to be if you want to learn. And then the last piece is really keeping at it and being persistent. I think persistence in cybersecurity is very important. Sometimes the concepts are very alien. They seem very hard, but if you keep looking at it, you'll get it. And the other part of cybersecurity is you can't really stop learning. I mean, even today, I think I've, I've spent a lot of time reading a lot, understanding a lot. But even today, I mean, I read out every framework. I read every paper that I can with, my, with whatever time is there. Because there's always something new getting published. Uh, some of these are old concepts rehashed. Sometimes it's a completely new concept and you've got to understand it. But if you keep at it and if you keep reading, you'll find that it gets easier and easier. What would have taken you five hours to learn will now take only half an hour to learn. And you'll read faster, you learn better, and you'll be able to tie the pieces uh, much better than anybody else. So I would say reading a lot, absorbing a lot, forming the peer group, and then being persistent about it, uh, you know, keeping that uh, continuously as part of your educational cycle. I would say these three, if you cultivate, 
I think, you know, very soon, uh, you know, the people in HTO, whoever follows us will be a cyber expert, will be driving the rest of the industry. And with the medical device knowledge that a lot of people already have, I think it would be an unbeatable combination. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, on, from, from my side, I, I definitely think that, you know, understanding the details and understanding the why, having that kind of a curiosity to, un- to want to understand the why, I think is, is super important because even if, even if something might be one level of, of technical below what you actually need to solve the problem, it often understanding that gives you so much more context. Uh, and, and, and one thing I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely glad that nowadays there's a lot more uh, opportunities for people to, to learn um, through you know, formal or, or, or relatively informal um, options that, that weren't there before. Um, so that's, that's really nice. So, so uh, this uh, brings us to the end. So thank you, Shankar, for, for being here and sharing some of your wisdom. And thank you for continuing to innovate in the world of IOMT cybersecurity. Uh, for anyone listening, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about Assimile, you can contact us at info at uh, Until then, take care and see you next time.